What's up, everybody? You are listening to Switch Flicks, the podcast where we love and hate movies at the same time. I'm your host, Omar, and I'm here with my favorite Zac Efron impersonator. Hey, Sam. Hey, Sam, how's it going? You know, I don't often talk about this, but my um, dad, he fought in Nam two years ago uh, after he had a bad experience at a massage place. Let's just say napalm isn't the only thing that causes a burning bush. Switch Flicks. The rules of the podcast are simple. Haysam and I review something, one of us will have to love it, one of us will have to hate it, and who does what will be determined by the flip of a coin. The coin of fate. The coin of fate. The catch is that at any point in our debate, we can use the switch to change positions. So, if you loved it, you now hate it. And if you hated it, you now love it. Spoilers, as always. Today, we're reviewing the Apple Plus original movie, the greatest beer run ever. Let us begin with our patented one breath synopsis. <clears throat> Let me just take a sip of my Pabst Blue Ribbon. I think this is from 1967. Mm. Yeah, that's flat. The Greatest Beer Run Ever is a 2022 American biographical war comedy drama film directed and co-written by Peter Farrelly based on the book of the same name by John Chickie Donahue and Joanna Malloy. The film stars Zac Efron and Russell Crowe and follows the true story of Donahue, a slacking merchant seaman living in New York City in 1967. Chickie's sister Christine is strongly opposed to the Vietnam War in contrast to Chickie and his friends who believe the media and protests are unpatriotic and bring the troops' morale down. Following through with the drunken declaration, Chickie embarks on a journey to sneak into the Vietnam War to deliver his friends who are serving their duty some beer. I am now about to flip the coin of fate. If it lands on heads, you love the greatest beer run ever. If it lands on tails, you hate it. Here goes nothing. Heads, you love the greatest beer run ever. As a proud alcoholic and critic of American imperialism and history buff, as you know me to be, Haysam, I found that this film really just, it clicked. It clicked for me. I love Zac Efron. I love his mustache. Uh, every time I look at him, I just go goo-goo-eyed, goo-goo-gaga. Uh, the, the, the realism of this film, you really, it made you feel like you were there along for the journey. Nothing like it. Really, this is the best film that Apple Originals has come up with since its inception. And I wasn't even that drunk. You know, when I think of, you know, Zac Efron in a movie directed by the guy who made this, Something About Mary, and the movie's called The Greatest Beer Run Ever, like, I expected to watch this laugh-out-loud comedy, you know, like Bad Neighbors or Dirty Grandpa. Instead, I got this self-indulgent, liberal elite, anti-war anti-America propaganda film. If this is the greatest beer run ever, I'm glad I'm sober. <laughs> Listen, man, you say that you're sober, but you're just a downer. You, you miss the point. You miss the point of this film, all right? Peter Farrelly, all right? He's a genius, all right? Like you said, and you rightly pointed out, the, the massive list of incredible films that he's directed in the past, I mean, Everything from like something about Mary, Dumb and Dumber, uh, you know, The Green Book, 
You know, he's, he's an Academy Award winner. You think he's he's walking ass backwards into this film? Peter, fa- <laughs> okay. he, you know, Peter unfairly criticizes the Vietnam War <laughs> in this film. That's what he really does. We all hate communists. And this commie film, this commie <laughs> director is here, uh, you know, talking ill about, you know, the cause. And how, I, I just how, hate- Listen, man. Listen, listen, listen. Okay. Communism, all right, is not something to be feared, okay? Communism, okay, it just means that we're all equal. Like, we're all equal to each other. That's all it is, man. And your problem is that you're just, you're, you're, you're buying into this capitalistic, imperialist, America first hype. You're just, you're, you're swallowing the propaganda. And the problem with a movie like this is that it makes you feel uncomfortable because it it just makes you doubt your beliefs. No. Okay, no. Communism is like, you know, it's like 69ing. You know, it sounds good on paper, <laughs> but it doesn't work in real life. You know, like everybody's <laughs> getting <laughs> something. No one is getting enough. That's what communism is. And I, I think that uh, Hollywood with this film... And specifically Peter Farrell, like his last movie, Green Book, you know, it was such a pat, you know, oh, racism is bad. Academy and they're learning Award. You can't say the, just the Green Book. You have to say Academy Award winning best picture, the Green Book. But the fact is that, that the problem that you have is that you just hate alcohol. All right. You're anti-alcohol. You're anti-communism. Okay. You're just un-American. All right. That's your problem. Now, I've got an excuse. All right. I'm Canadian. You don't have an excuse for being un-American, all right? Okay. Listen, uh, you are slurring your speech because you've clearly had <laughs> a can of, what was it called? Pap smear? Pap blue ribbon. You right? had some pap smear beer. You've smear, pap smear. <laughs> That's what you've had because you're <laughs> just a weakling, anti-war weakling, and you're just drunk and just, ba- you know... I think this movie only makes sense. You have these beer goggles switch. on. Where you, switch. Switch you right know, now. I have decided to start drinking because of this film. Oh, my God. You know, I have You've spent, decided to start drinking. You've been sober like your whole life. I have I have never had a drop. And I watched this movie and I was like, I'm going to drink in Zac Efron. What <laughs> a hunk. Okay. <laughs> he carries this film on his shoulders and I wanted him to carry me. He plays in every man. What an amazing uh, kind of out of the box choice to play this character. I love Zac Efron in this film. Zac Efron literally is overshadowed by his own mustache in this film. All right. He does not fit into this film in the same way that that mustache does not fit on his face. Okay. Zac Efron is playing what? Someone who's supposed to be like 20 something years old. He looks like he's 45 years old. He looks like he could be their dad. So, so no, he is not an inspired choice. Okay. Look, he didn't even take off his shirt once. All right. What's the point of having Zac Efron in a film if he's not going to take off his shirt? Honestly, like that's all he's good for. What Zac Efron does in this film is that he brings his like trademark charm and you really buy him as this character in this journey and you kind of, you want to follow him along going in Vietnam. No one could be that stupid. Not one thing. I don't believe that this is based on a true story. 
You have turned into a conspiracy theorist. They just wanted to do the right thing. And that's what's so beautiful. You know, Chicky, he has his uh, heart in the right place. And you get to see this amazing character journey of him truly finding out what it means to be part of this war. This film, you know, not only Zac Efron, by the way, let's talk about Russell Crowe. Uh, Russell Crowe putting on a great supporting role. Switch! <laughs> Switch! Russell Crowe has taken uh, his role as Maximus uh, a little too close to heart because he's gotten huge, okay? He's just become <laughs> a big chubby guy. And really, the other it's thing true. about Russell Crowe in it's this... It's true! So what? How dare you insult a man for his... His, his love of life, all right? What Russell Crowe does in this film is he's not ashamed of his body, okay? Okay, like you, all right? He's not, you should not be ashamed of your body, okay? All right? You should carry it proudly, okay? Let that gut get as big and, and healthy. It's healthy to have a big gut, big old gut. You're only defending Russell Crowe's weight right now because you yourself have a beer belly going and, okay, sure, you are trying to use this as an excuse. I understand. Russell Crowe's, Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe's American accent, by the way, just coming in and out. You would think if he's been in movies for so long, he'd be able to do the American accent. But no, he cannot do it. He did a great job. And here's the thing. It's not just Russell Crowe. The legendary Bill Murray is in this film. I mean, this film has got like the heavyweights and not, wait, I didn't mean it that way, all right? <laughs> Fun, unintended. It's got Russell Crowe. It's got Bill Murray. It's got a whole, it's got Zac Efron, okay? That's the trifecta, man. That's the trifecta. You can't get any better than that. And their accents across the board. New Jersey, New Jersey, man. You know, that's how you say the word New Jersey. In New Joysian, all right? I mean, it's believable. It's, 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 it's charming, okay? And the message, the message of this film is so important. War is bad. Switch. How can you? <laughs> war is great. War is fucking amazing, man. There's nothing like war. War weeds out the weak. It gets rid of the chattel. It, it, it just, it refines humanity so that only the strong survive and here's the thing okay we need to celebrate war more and the problem with this film is that it criticizes war it criticizes media while playing on a tv that doesn't make any sense it is media i think the beauty of this film is saying that hey media has a responsibility and it wasn't criticizing media it was saying you know the media always tells the truth especially the news, especially in this day and age, the media would never lie to us. And I think this movie really showcases that uh, to a great point. And I think what's so amazing about this film is that even though it's about politics, it's really about kind of characters and it's about people and it's about journey. And it really, you feel like you're in Vietnam, you get to see what happened there. And it is that message that the movie has is still relevant today about how... how how can you possibly say that it doesn't for one second feel real we're talking about one of the bloodiest most entrenched wars of the 20th century there was so much so, there was there was devastation and there's barely any you know any 
visceral murder in this film, okay? There's not <laughs> enough blood or guts. It just feels like it's sanitized, okay? They've just sanitized it, okay? And, and, and you can't you can't expect me to, to look at this film and and feel like it's it's realistic, all right? The CIA doesn't push people out of airplanes. It doesn't do that. The CIA are the good guys, okay? They help people into airplanes. They don't push them out of uh, or helicopters in this in this case, okay? It's this is the, this film lies. It lies to your face. The beauty of this film is yes, it is not like Platoon or Apocalypse Now where it's kind of bloody and grimy. The beauty of this film is that it is very approachable uh, to everybody. It is not just for, you know, the people who are like uh, hardened. It is something an entire family can watch together. You can laugh, you will cry, and you'll learn something. And it doesn't need like kind of graphic violence to show this all that. Film is not that at all. This film is like a misguided attempt to combine like these old school comedies, like like old school, <laughs> the comedy, okay, with with like Saving Private Ryan and Forrest Gump. All right, like it's it's a mutant. You know, I think uh, what I love about this film is that it is so funny, right? It is a movie that is so funny throughout, and at the end, I was crying. And that's what you really switch, need from the switch. film. You know, at the end of this movie, I was crying from, you know, boredom about how horrible this film was. I was just kind of like, I get, like, this movie is so pained by numbers. You know, it starts and you know exactly what's going to happen. It is so on the nose. It's not just on the nose. It is the nose. You know, it just it kind nose. of just preachy. You know, if I want to be preached at, I would go suck my priest's cock again. You know, that's not what I want for two hours. <laughs> And uh, with uh, that, I, I feel like we've reached the natural conclusion. <laughs> Here we go. All right, now I'm ready. I'm ready, I'm ready for, for round two. Okay. Here, right. tell, me, tell me, what did you really think about this film? I really liked that. Uh, I really liked this film. Um, you know, I watched it. I, let me start with this. I think this movie has one of the worst titles for a movie ever uh, because it does not, it really sells short what this film is about and what it is and my expectations, even though I'd seen the trailer, uh, were kind of different. Uh, but once I watched the film, I kind of just really enjoyed it. Yes, it's a little on the nose uh, and it's a little kind of, it doesn't really get kind of dirt down and dirty with it, but that's not what I think the film's trying to do. I think it was extremely successful in what it was doing, and Zac Efron was great in it. So, you know, I agree with you that this film is not at all what I expected it to be, okay? I thought this was going to be some kind of like a, a madcap, you know, like like romp, you know? Like I thought this film was gonna be like much shallower, let's say, than than what it ended up being. I thought it was just gonna be, you know, slapstick almost, you know, like just just playful and, and really have absolutely no no weight, okay? So I was surprised when, you know, uh, it actually turned out that it had 
it had a lot of, it had a message and it had layers. I did not expect that. And I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. It's not the greatest beer run ever. That's the thing. That's the thing. It, it's the title does not fit the film, right? But it's a good title. It is a catchy title. In fact, I think it is the literal title of the, the book and the short film, uh, the documentary or whatever it was. Okay. So that's fair enough, you know, but like, I did not know anything. I didn't even watch the trailer. I just jumped right into it and I enjoyed it. I thought, I thought it was, uh, it was, it's been a while since we've seen kind of a callback to the, to the Vietnam war. And I was wondering, like, I was like, okay, so how are they going to do this differently? You know, like, I was like, okay, what are they going to do that's going to make this relevant, right? And as the film progressed, the thing that made it relevant was the reminder that what you hear, the official line is always, is always propagandized. Anything that you hear about war is going to be shaped for public perception. So wrapped in this, you know, uh, entertaining journey that, that also has like a sense of, of you know, of, of heart because, you know, Zac Efron's character really, really means well. Yeah. There's the message that, that, you know, in this day and age, you know, especially, you know, uh, it, that it goes back all the way to 1967, that even back then, you should always question what it is that is being sold as the, 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 the kind of message of, uh, that comes from a source of power. So I watched this movie uh, with my girlfriend and her dad actually served in the Vietnam War. He was a, a sniper. And so it was kind of an interesting experience kind of watching it with her because, you know, as we were watching it, it started off, we were kind of laughing, but, and she was moved to tears like multiple times throughout the film. Uh, I did not have a, as a visceral a reaction uh, because, you know, well, that's surprising is... because you cry like a baby every time there's anything that, 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 that happens on screen and and I get jealous because I yeah. wish I could tap into that. I, I think that was because all the moisture in my body had taken up <laughs> in other places due to Zac Efron's hotness. Um, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So that's probably what it was. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's a movie that really kind of resonated with her. Um, and even though there are parts of that film, like I said, that feel like kind of, uh, very kind of pat and easy uh, in terms of like its message and what it's trying to convey. Um, I think it does it in a very kind of, like I said in the debate, and it's very approachable, it's very charming, and it's kind of a classic like, you know, the fool's uh, mission kind of thing going, right? Like Zac Efron is like kind of this idiot and he's bumbling through and he learns a lesson and he changes the lives of the people around him and he comes back a changed man, you know? It's kind of got that classic kind of story archetype and it just goes Journey. to show that if you do it well, it just works, right? Well, and that's, here's, the, here's the thing, you know, is that I feel like the movie had a strong distinction between the first half and the second half, okay? Yeah. I feel like the second half was more, more better than the first half, okay? Okay. The first half kind of laid the groundwork, and that's fair, but it didn't 
hit you the way that a lot of the uh, the things that happened in the second half hit you. Yeah. It was really, um, it felt like it, it, it kept reiterating itself in the first half. It kept saying, okay, you know, uh, Zac Efron's character uh, is, is patriotic for the right reasons, but is ignorant. You know, he's yeah. patriotic in the sense that he 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 thinks like like you understood that he thinks that he's supporting the troops and supporting you know his friends and he believes the 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 you know the propaganda he doesn't question it which is obviously blind but he means well he's you know yeah. um but it kind of kept like reiterating that and that's fine okay fine but you know he gets to vietnam and you know, like, like, okay, it sets the, the kind of uh, premise that he's made this drunken declaration and he has to stick with it, you know, because of the, the you know, because he's, 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 he doesn't want to look like, like he's, you know, uh, kind of going back on his word, like he's done with all these, all these other things and, you know, that he's actually going to do it. So out of pride, to some extent, he decides to go, right? And, it's fine. It's charming. And you're kind of there in 1967 and everybody's got their New Jersey accents and, you know, it's, it's all good. And Bill Murray's there. And so it's like, okay, fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, it, I'm, I'm getting it, but I wanted that first part to move faster. I want it to go faster. I and wonder, then when he gets to Vietnam. I wonder how much of that is your expectation of what the movie was going to be, you know, from the title. I think, like you said, you thought it was going to be a madcap kind of entertainer. And so maybe. when you're kind of maybe, going maybe. in and that's what you're expecting. And then it's not that it is slower paced. It is funny, but it is doing like kind of uh, kind of character work. It just feels like, oh, OK, get to the. But, but here's the part. thing is that the, the that first part, if it was going to be more dramatic, it could have been more dramatic. You know, and that's yeah. the thing that that I felt about this film is that is that it kind of pulls its punch every so often. You know, like, like I did enjoy it, but in the first part, w when he was getting to Vietnam, I was like, is it trying to be absurdist and, and silly and playful? Or is it trying to be dramatic and, and, and serious? Which one is it? You know, it, it's kind of doing both. And it was okay. It was fine. It's fine. I just felt like it could be tighter. But then when he gets to Vietnam... You know, there were, there's always something that I was enjoying, you know, like yeah. I enjoyed the fact that he acted like a CIA officer. I enjoyed that. He kind of like, you know, kind of just by sheer will alone, like that his character just barreled through the red yeah. tape and somehow people just kept saying, okay, to him as he went from one stop to the next. I really yeah. like that, you know, and how they, he would kind of disarm them when he just pulled out the beer and he was like, I'm just here to give you guys beer and they wouldn't believe him, but then they they kind of like said, okay, you know, they, there was a lot of that stuff that I enjoyed, but once he was in Vietnam, you know, it's almost like the war was still on the periphery, Yeah. you know, and I was waiting for the moment when it became real, when the yeah. war became real, right? Because this is an anti-war movie. It's also not just an anti-war movie. It's also uh, anti-propaganda, you know? Uh, but it's still trying to be playful and entertaining. So you see how I felt like it was trying to do all these different things, you know? But then in the second half, as soon as the CIA agent pushed that, um, uh, the, the, the suspected uh, informant, Viet Cong, you know, spy, whatever that guy was, out of the, air, out of the helicopter, that's when I was like, 
good. <laughs> Not that he pushed the guy out of the airplane. Oh, I mean, that wasn't okay. good. Oh, but. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's when it started to have moments where it felt like he was experiencing something that was extremely dangerous and real. And and I, I wanted that's that's why I said the second half was better than the first because I was waiting for that. I was waiting for the conflict of his kind of innocence to be kind of undone by the fact yeah. the reality of war. That's the stuff I that think, I really like. Like when I he met I, Russell Crowe, I really like that part as well. I th- I I think I get what you're saying, and I agree with it to a level. I do think that you needed all that other parts of him like kind of losing his innocence and then kind of slowly learning more and more and more to get to that part. I do, I, there were multiple parts during the movie where he would be talking to somebody and I was like, holy shit, they're going to get their, like, you know, they're going to get shot in the head right in front of him. Yeah. And the blood's going to splatter on his face. Like yeah. I expected that to happen multiple times. I kind of wanted it to happen uh, too, to just kind of open his eyes. And you don't really see that moment it does happen no. towards the end where, like, you know, uh, Oklahoma I dies. Mean, the, the most, the, the, but the, even that isn't yeah, it was when as, Oklahoma, it, it, yeah. Even that isn't as, like, kind of brutal or direct, you know, uh, as it no, it's could sanitized be. It could to be more. Extent. It's like that shot where the Jeep gets exploded where, where, and the guy's, like, walking without an arm. The, the, yeah. That shot. Like, that was the most, you know, that was the kind of most graphic scene i guess but it wasn't graphic it was it is it definitely i think it's a movie that kind of really plays it safe and is kind of like even in terms of its message it's a very like it's an easy message to kind of get behind for everybody you know it's not like uh kind of controversial in that way it's not really ruffling any feathers um but i still found it to be kind of crowd pleasing i think it's a film that I think most people will see and they'll have a good time and they'll get something out of it. Uh, you know, in Kind of like Green Book. I don't know if you've seen Green Book, but that's also like racism, bad. Look, white man learned something. Mm. And it's very kind of yeah. pat and very simple like that. But it is like a crowd pleaser, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Is that like, you know, did, you know, in this day and age the message that it has to say is still relevant, you know? Uh, the way that it was kind of delivering that message was, you know, you've got this really absurd concept, which is that this guy is going to deliver beer to his friends in Vietnam with the reality of war, along with the 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 the, cla- the kind of contrast of propaganda uh, in, in the States versus the reality of, of what's happening down there. So it's got some really interesting, you know, ingredients. And... You know, I actually like I'm I liked, you know, Zac Efron. He's very like, you know, his character was really, you know, uh, charming. I really liked seeing Bill Murray and Russell Crowe and it was shot really nicely. So overall, I enjoyed it. I just wish that it didn't pull its punches quite as much. I get that it was trying to be kind of more of a crowd pleaser uh, and that works that's fine for you know a broader audience but i think that at this point knowing what we do and being like knowing what we do about war and being having it around us you know and and having you know it being part of public the public kind of awareness to the degree that it is i don't know if they needed to pull their punches quite as much as they did you know the other thing about it is that 
it feels like, or I don't know if it felt like that to you, but once he got back home, it felt like he still hadn't really seen the horrors of Vietnam War. Like he had seen some of it, but he hadn't seen the true extent of it. And, you know, maybe that's only because he was there for three days, four days, but it didn't feel like that extreme in terms of what happened. And I know in the real story, he was there for like three and a half months and not just like three days like he is in the right, like he is in the movie. So it was a much longer journey. Uh, And so maybe that's one way of kind of showing that. But again, I think this movie is more like akin to, like you said, uh, it's more uh, Forrest Gump and less Saving Private Ryan. Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know? So uh, what what did you think about like the beer? Uh, like that's the funny thing is that we're sitting here we're talking about the war, yeah. right? We haven't said anything about the beer, but it's <laughs> called the greatest beer run ever, right? I would have expected alcohol to be so much more like prevalent and important. It's almost like it's just like a, a like a like a tool to like like just basically connect everybody. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I didn't expect it to be so 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 much in the background. You know. Uh, but like the fact is that like it's almost like what i said it's this is a very american film you've got <laughs> the american pastimes of drinking beer <laughs> and war and war <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know um so like you know we're talking about the war aspect but like you know, I think in this case, the beer, the, the beer itself represents something, you know, it's like, why is it that he's, t- he's bringing this specific beer, you know, which is fucking piss warm, you know, that he's been <laughs> carrying around, you know, shaking around, probably half of them exploded in his, yeah. in his bag, you know, he doesn't even have room for clothes, he's wearing the same thing the entire time, you know, like, like, you know, what does that mean? You know, like, why the beer? I mean, you know, I, I thought it, I, I. Yeah, sorry. Go on. No, I, I wanted to get your impression oh, of that. No, I don't think it means anything. I think it was just the guy, right? He's like America beer. You know, I want to. That's probably something the guys <laughs> miss from home, and so he took it with him. You know, it was kind of like this fool's journey, and yeah. I think it's like the kind of the yeah. perfect representation of like what he wanted to do and what he thought yeah. he was going to be there to do, and kind of them being just like, "What the hell are you doing here?" Right, but. The crazy thing about the beer is that it brought everybody, it charmed everybody. Like him handing a a can of beer unlocked all these doors for him straight from the beginning. He's like, here, have a beer. They're like, okay, come with us. You know, like there (laughs) was something so, you know, disarming about this guy just wanting to have a beer with his his buddies. You know, it's so... I really did wonder how much of this is true while watching it. Because a lot of it, like all the CIA stuff, I'm like, how much of this did actually happen? <laughs> like, you know, know, like, did he pretend to be CIA for a while? Like, how long, how, like, how many doors did that open? Like, yeah. and yeah. I don't, it doesn't feel real when you like watch it. It might have happened, like, briefly. Yeah. But this is based on a true story. I think they probably took a lot of liberties, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, so listen, tell me. Um, what would you, how many, how many paps blue ribbon is it? Was it, was it paps blue ribbon? Was that? Let's, yeah. 
it was let's Pabst Blue it Ribbon. It was Pabst Blue Ribbon, right? Yeah. How many Pabst Blue Ribbons would you give the greatest beer run ever? Uh, none, because I don't drink. But I'll give it 7.5 <laughs> non-alcoholic beers. Got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah. I would, uh, I'd give it, you know, six and a half. All right, six and a half. Uh, uh, alcoholic, warm, piss warm, Pabst Blue Ribbon beers from 1967 that have gone flat. And the reason I would do that is even though I enjoyed it, I thought it was really well shot, I enjoyed the performances, I just felt like it, it, I wanted it to go further in one direction. You know, I wanted it to, to not pull its punches as much. But, uh, but I definitely enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. And I'm not just saying that because uh, I was uh, rip-roaring drunk during the entire experience. Thank you for listening to Switch Flicks. If you loved or hated the show, please do rate, subscribe, and leave some comments. Your support is the misguided drunken declaration of our heart.